Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you name your puppies? Like you, they come? No, no. No. It's just because I I named them once and I get attached. Yeah, yeah. I learned not to name them and you're better off that way. This is the pleader, Victoria Luong. She says she sold a beautiful Labrador puppy to the defendant. Now he's falsely claiming she switched puppies on him and didn't give him the correct one. This guy still owes her money. There's no way she's going to allow the likes of the defendant to rip her off. And he's suing for the $600 she still owes. This is the defendant, Vincent Kramer Paldino. He says the plaintiff is a disrespectful woman who called him a pathetic loser. She showed him pictures of one puppy, then sold him a different one. And he refuses to pay her any more money than he already has because she's dishonest. He's accused of pooping out on a puppy sale. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Luong, you are suing Mr. Paldino for $600, a balance of a purchase of a puppy that he refuses to pay. Tell me what happened. Yes, ma'am. I was selling a Labrador, chocolate Labrador puppy for $2,000. Um, and upon, he asked me about it. And uh, before meeting it, he sent me $900 for a deposit, which is a lot more than I ever asked. But he sent me $900 via PayPal probably a week or two before the puppy was ready. Okay. Um, so and did you I send him, him a picture yet. of the puppy? Yes. And which puppy? Did you so have, do you him- name your puppies? Like you, they come? No, no. no. I, it's just because I, I named them once and I get attached. Yeah, so yeah. I learned not to name them and you're better off that way. Right. So you send him pictures of the, did he pick out the puppy or you were sending him pictures of the puppy that was available or how did that work out? I, I sent him the one that was available. I think okay. at that time I only had one left. All right. So tell me what happens. You say you, for, you forgot the AKC papers? I forgot the AKC papers. Well, that's kind of critical to the sale. Where were the AKC papers? It It was back at my parents' house. 
in Westminster, which it, I mean, it was, which was how 30 far? minutes away, 30 minutes away from where you were. Minutes. Yeah. So then you tell so you realize this and text him, right? Before we met. And yes, what did he say? Before we met and said, and he said, okay, that's fine. I'll make a partial payment. And when you pay me, uh, when you send it to me, because I said, I'll mail it out first thing Monday morning. And he said, okay, once you send it, I'll pay you the rest. Given that he's already sent me $900 prior to even seeing the puppy, I kind of trusted him and just said, oh, of course I'll send it. Thinking like, you know, how'd that, that, he was an how'd that go for you? Well, here we are. So yeah. that didn't go very well. Right. Unfortunately. Right. So, so you um, meet up with him. You give him the dog. He's super happy. The dog is adorable. And then he uh, pays you another 300, I guess. So he would then yes. owe you a remaining 600. You go yes, home correct. and you, I guess, how many days later do you get the AKC papers and tell him I'm, I put it in the mail? So we met on a Saturday morning. I believe it was Monday afternoon when he said, hey, um, I'm not going to pay you the rest. This is not the puppy that you sent me. I said, I don't know where you think I'm getting these puppies from, but those that's the only puppy I had. I mean, and then he tried to negotiate and say, OK, if how about we call, uh, I pay you three hundred dollars and we call it even. Basically, instead of six hundred, he'll call he'll pay three hundred and we'll settle it at that. And I'm like, I'm not settling for $300 when you owe me $600. So I refused that. And um, I actually called the police in his city. And they said I had to take him to court. Okay. And Mr. Paldino, I I got you. The rest is history here. Mr. Paldino, let me hear from you. What's going on, sir? Okay. So um, it was March 23rd. I texted the plaintiff. I said, I saw your ad on Craigslist. I'm looking for a chocolate lab. um, Can you send me pictures of the puppy? And she says, yeah, so he sent me this picture. And I said, great, how much are you looking for? She says, 1800 And I ask her, um, I have the text messages here. And I ask her, um, are you firm in that price? I'm yeah. interested, interested in the puppy. And you tried so, to negotiate, um, but you didn't want to pay 1800 yeah, I, t- I told, I told her I thought 1800 was a little much. I texted her the, the next day, the next, the next two days, and said, hey, you know, I'm interested. This puppy's like, he's really good looking. He's a great, handsome dog. I'm in. Let's do it. Um, do you want a deposit to guarantee the puppy? I, I, I want the puppy. I'll send you half now. When I pick up the puppy, I'll send you the rest. So good. Everything's great. Um, week before I pick up the puppy, I send her the same picture she sends me. I said, this is the puppy, correct? And she says, yes, this is. Okay, so here we go. So I have this picture. Um, and I said, you have the papers, correct? And she says, yes. So everything's good. All's gravy. Um, it's April 10th as the day I'm supposed to pick up the puppy. She sends me this long text. So I don't have the papers. Um, I left them at, uh, my in-laws house. These are the pictures of away. the puppy that that's she the sent puppy that we agreed upon. Yes. So that's the puppy that I was going to get. So that's the puppy. Those are the pictures oh my she God, sent look me. Look how cute that dog is. Oh yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> but, um, so if you yeah, scroll more, cool. you'll see the, the, the pictures I get. Is this like, a puppy oh, you I don't got? Have the papers. That's a puppy I got. Yeah, that's my okay. that's my puppy. What is so, the, I mean, <laughs> what makes you think the two puppies are different? I mean, okay, so if I didn't think about it at the time, but her, the puppy's birthday is February twenty third. So I messaged her on March twenty third, a month later. So you're thinking that's four weeks. So the time of that picture, that puppy that she originally sent me, is that's not a four week old puppy. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big boy. That's, so you're telling me when I picked up 
my the puppy on April 10th. I'm sorry, you're looking at these pictures and you are qualified to decide how many weeks old that dog is, whether no, it's I'm, I'm four just, weeks just, old this is, versus no, eight weeks right. old. Or I'm not even quite getting what your argument is when you send her the texts and you're complaining. What you say is this is a picture you sent me three weeks ago. And then this is the picture of the dog at your house. What's the difference in those two pictures that you would conclude that it's not the same dog? <laughs> I mean, you, look at you his feel eyes, that the dog is one. you feel. Well, that's the that's the light hitting the dog's eyes. I mean, come on. But so but you you feel that the dog you got was what smaller, bigger. What is it you feel? I mean, he's a smaller dog. It's just a different dog. It's not the dog we agreed upon. I mean, it's so, look at the other. Of other course, pictures, you said give, I, you you offered to return the dog, right? No, I don't. I, I, What's your I, dog's name? <laughs> Sting. So you're not returning Sting, but you're claiming Sting is deficient. Sting is I mean, subpar, and Sting is not the puppy. But I, I'm just I'm wondering how on earth you can look at that and decide that you are an expert and then you sure it's not just that you're a creep and don't want to pay the full 600 and try to negotiate 300 <laughs> i mean seriously because that's how it sounds my friend because mm-hmm. you're not saying i demand my dog this isn't the dog i want take it back you're saying ah, can we work something out here 300 bucks which is what you had tried to do at the beginning which is why you don't let go of the dog go drive a half an hour let me ask you a question it would have taken you a half an hour to drive back to your parents and have it so you would have invested one hour instead of how many hours have you invested in this probably yeah. way too many yeah yeah dress yeah. me slowly because i'm in a hurry you see and not going back and getting the akc papers and concluding the entire purchase at that moment ends up you know it becomes a real hassle so the thing you know, is wh- and if you look at the other pictures yeah go ahead what are the other pictures that the puppies are it's clear his ears are different what He's are you smaller. talking just, about? Have you ever had dog. a dog? I have. I've had dogs so my whole life. So you know <laughs> that your dog's ears will perk or they won't perk for the moment. What are you talking about telling me that these aren't the I same dogs? If you dogs? look at the two pictures. You have no you idea. You're just trying to save 300 bucks. I, that's not true. I sent I sent $900 yeah, well, in the very no, beginning without care. meeting the dog. I don't care. I don't care because at the end of the day, you owed 600 and you tried to negotiate it for three saying it's not my dog. You got to prove it's not the dog that she sold you. And then if you prove that, I'm going to tell you to give her back sting and then she'll give you back the money or you're going to pay the whole thing. Do you have any expert testimony that that's not the same dog? I don't. Yeah, you're done. Okay, because frankly, it looks to me like the same dog. But on top of that, how many dogs do you think she has? Why would she not give you the dog she sent your pictures of? And she tells me it's the last dog she has. Where do you think she's keeping the no puppies? I'm she just ask, has a I'm bunch of puppies. Wait, 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 I gotta grab a puppy. She's got a big bag of puppies. She just grabs a random one. I mean, come on. $600 verdict for the plaintiff. Plus your court costs, plus interest since the time he was supposed to pay you. And by the way, you ended up going to the mailbox and pulling out the AKC papers, right? Because it was still in your mailbox. I did. Right. I, I After never got paid, the Yeah, of course you didn't. That's what happens when you don't pay your bills. So he's going to pay you the $600 after you receive it. Send him the AKC papers. Okay. Okay.
So the plaintiff prevails. She will get the $600 from the defendant. Mr. Paldino, let me ask you a question. What's the dog like as a pet? You, you say it's not the same dog, but you've been with the pup now for a while. What, what's he like? Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's, he's great. He bites a little bit, but, you know, he's a puppy. Oh, look, that's a puppy. He's still a puppy. <laughs> Give him time. They, there's nothing mm. like the love of a dog, you know? Oh, you, not you at wait. all. Not You'll at learn. all. All right, well, let's go to the plaintiff, Ms. Luong, now, see how she feels about the case. You happy? You've learned something from this case, haven't you? I have. Uh, I'm a teacher, and I just trust people probably too much. Um, and because he sent the $900 to begin with, I kind of figured, you know what? He's an honest guy. He sent me a deposit without seeing the puppy. Um, you know, I, I didn't even think twice about it, and... Then this happened and it was just lesson learned. Definitely a lesson learned. Drive home and get the AKC papers. There you go. Good enough. All right. Congratulations. Take care of your puppies. All right, Harvey, what do you think? Doug, it's as simple as this. Photographs often make and break cases. In this case, it made the case. And you should think about this when you're in a dispute, even if you're not sure you're going to court. As the dispute evolves, take pictures of everything that's relevant in real time. It will do you well. Can you sue the FICO score providers for slander if they drop your score for no reason and it causes someone to not get a particular loan for a house or other property? Mistakes in credit reporting can really screw up people's lives. I mean, you, this uh, question deals with being unable to get a mortgage or purchase a home or something like that, but it can just wreak havoc with your life, and it happens. And typically, a lawsuit for that is not going to be filed as a slander claim, which is what the question was about, but as a Fair Credit Reporting Act case under the FCRA. And that provides for compensatory damages, potentially punitive damages. There's even a provision for statutory damages of $1,000 per claim. If, if what? Okay, here, here's the thing. You're going to have to first contact the credit reporting agency and notify them that there's a mistake, that there's something inaccurate there. They get a chance to correct it if that's the case. And then if they persist and they don't correct it and it continues. After you've given them proof that it's wrong. Right. Then you have, you have a, I think it's a two-year statute of limitations within which to make a claim against them and try to seek damages. And these cases do provide for attorney's fees. So chances are, if you have a righteous claim, you're not going to have a hard time finding a lawyer who will go and represent you and press this claim in court. And you know, at the end of the day, hopefully it puts you back on your feet and they, they straighten things out for you. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. These are the plaintiffs. 
Angelic Ames and Harry Alcorn. Angelic says they rented a two-bedroom apartment from the defendant. And when they vacated, they left it in turnkey condition. The defendant had new renters days after they moved out. And she has no reason to illegally withhold their security. They're now entitled to double damages according to Pennsylvania law. And are suing for the $1,200 they're owed. This is the defendant, Salem Lynn. She says the plaintiffs did not leave the place in turnkey condition. In fact, they left food in the cabinets, drawings on the walls, and she used their security to repair the place for the next tenants. And they're owed nothing. She's accused of holding on tight to money. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Ames and Mr. Alcorn, you were renting a two-bedroom apartment, and Ms. Lynn, you are the property manager? Correct. You have power of attorney to be here today? On behalf of the property LLC. Got it. According to you, you rented the apartment, gave a $600 security deposit. She never returned it, and uh, you feel that you're owed now double that under Pennsylvania law. So let's talk. How long were you living there? Um, We actually... Moved in right in the height of COVID. It was the last week of March, um, on time every month, never missed, never even asked for a day off. I mean, left an immaculate turnkey. She had tenants within nine days. Did you um, take pictures of how the place looked when you left it? When um, she did. When we but did you over actually did you? Uh, I wasn't there the day that the the keys were turned over. Okay. I'm a five-year-old. I'm 47. So I'm just kind of like, there was nothing for him to do there. So my fiance went and he made sure that it was turnkey. And so Harry, did you take pictures of the place? She did. Who's she? Celine. Right. She's going to show me the pictures that help her. See, I'm, what I'm trying to point out to you is well, when you leave a place, that, that I'm talking, do you hear me talking or am I just talking in my head? What you want to do when you are the tenants and you leave a place in immaculate condition is you want to take pictures of how immaculate a condition you left it in so that you can buttress what you're saying that you left it in immaculate condition. Because that side's going to say did not. According to you, how was it? What was the problem with how they left it? Um, there was drawings, drawings on the wall. There was food left in the cupboards. Um, there was some small holes that had to be fixed. There was things on the inside okay. of the. Here is a picture of the, the stove. Cabinets. Yes, that's the drawer underneath that's the stove. Funny. That can't be ours. That's that not our stove. That's not our stove. What is this a picture of? I. I don't know if it was candy smeared into uh, the one bedroom floor. Oh, the carpet. carpets, which we already told her when we moved in, because she wanted us to sign a lease that said we had to have the carpets professionally cleaned. And it was in the middle clean. of COVID, and they, and they had gummy worms and gummy bears all through them from the prior tenants. Okay, then all I need you to do is prove that when it was handed over to you, it was handed over in that condition. Did you take pictures when it was handed to you in that condition and I sent did, them I to her? I did. I could get it to my mom. Maybe I should have done that. 
Yeah, you know, um, if you move into a place, if you don't want to be blamed for the condition, oh, I got it that way, it was awful, and I complained to her, what you do is show me proof of that. Either you show me an email where you complained to her, a text where you complained to her, or pictures that you sent to her complaining to her. Oh, there's text messages. Well, then show me the text message where you complained to her in March of 2020 that the carpets are in terrible condition. That'll that'll be a slam dunk in your favor. That's all I need. We talked about the carpets. I don't want to hear any more flapping gums. I need proof that you talked to her in March about the horrible condition of the carpets. Before I signed it. Before you, Before I signed the no, lease. No, I don't want I you to yell at me, it. and I don't want you to repeat yourself. I want evidence. Your phone's not coming on. I don't have it. Okay. Uh, well, don't be mad at me that you don't have it. All right. I presume that's what you're showing me, the divots in the wall? Yeah. If you look real close, you can see um, there's pencil marks. You can see some drawings on the walls. I had a kid who would draw on the wall. Alex. Alex Alex would draw concentric circles. They were perfectly concentric circles, too. She would draw them. I found them on two or three walls, and and I kept telling her, we don't draw on the walls. We don't draw on the walls. And one day I said to her, what do we say when somebody gave her something? She's supposed to say thank you. I go, what do we say? She goes, we don't draw on the walls. <laughs> this is stuff that is left behind, I guess, some straws, some, some kind of seeds, beans, uh, yeah, some potatoes beans. or some yarn. Yeah. Okay. But it's a $600 security deposit. And you sent the letter as required by law saying that you were keeping, let's go over what you kept, $290.90 that you kept was to pay the last electric bill, correct? Correct. An unpaid borough bill that has to be paid before anybody else would be able to move in. Right. And Ms. Ames, your complaint about that is, well, I was going to pay that, but what difference does it make? She did pay it, so no, you didn't have to pay it. we actually called to pay it. What I'm asking you is, did you actually pay the bill? Uh, no, they wouldn't let us. They said we didn't know anything. Right, you didn't know I'm anything. So that. why would she explain to me in what world then, if it's your bill and you owed it and you called to pay it, why are you suing for it now when you know it's your bill? I didn't even get the final bill. She, she paid, paid the, the bill. bill. I know. So I why should you get that money back when it's your bill? I'm yeah. not. You're suing for it. You're yeah. suing. No, no I, you're right. You're suing for double that because you're suing for $1,200. No, we're, we're suing for a deposit back. She right, but she used part of your deposit to pay your bill because if you don't pay it, the landlord gets stuck. She didn't even give us a chance. What difference does it make? You've come to court now and you want her to pay you back for your bill. You're, you're more than welcome to deduct that. And oh, I okay. Told- so here we are, $600, then uh, $290 of it. Is, 290 I think. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. $290.90 of it, she rightfully and legally paid the bill. So now let's talk about the rest of the money that you kept. What else did you keep for, Ms. Lynn? You kept $70 for carpet cleaning. Did you clean the carpets, Ms. Lynn? Yes, everything gets done. Show me house. the receipt. Um, Show me the receipt for carpet cleaning for $70. We do all the cleaning and everything yeah. and every, the... Um, I need the proof of that. Things. Yeah, I need the proof. You say, we did it. Fine. Now give me the proof. If I can go get my computer, I would be able to bring up 
the email. Do you have a copy of $150 for general cleaning? I mean, did you, is this a surprise that I was going to ask you for proof? No, this, I mean, that's just what's um, charged here. for. Yeah, no, darling, when you tell a judge $150, the judge is going to say, show me the proof. So I'm going to need you to give me proof. So I'll give you a minute to go to a computer and find proof. Yes, it's a bill. Yeah, show me the bill. Judge, may I speak? Yes. Um, Just to let you know, um, her husband, the one that does the maintenance, actually is a contractor. So I'm just wondering if these contracts are going to show up under Lynn Construction. I don't know. Anything like that. Who who are these receipts from, Ms. Lynn? The bill is from me to the owner. To the owner. You're not the owner. You're the property manager. So the bill is from you to the owner in order to get the job done of cleaning the carpets. Just everything. That's how it's been since she's owned it. That before she owned it, I've sent her a bill every month. She rips the owner off every month. Well, she might. So here's here's what I mean, that's possible because you're kind of an interested party at that point. But that's all right, because all it means when you don't have receipts is that I look at it and I decide what the work is worth. If I th- just in case that's our no, I don't need to see something you created outside of court earlier. If it's just going to be whatever you're saying in court today, I thought it was an independent third party receipt you were going to show me. No. All right. And then the painting got done by you and your husband as well. Yes. We and do. the general we cleaning got done. All right. I don't disagree with you on the electric bill at all. I think that's completely appropriate. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you on the carpet because they are wholly unable to prove that they got the carpet that way. And because I see a little evidence of five-year-old activity all over the house, too. And I don't disagree with you for the painting because I definitely see where, you know, it's going to be at least that for painting. I do disagree with you on the general cleaning $150. I find that to be a little bit steep. That's the go-through, wipe the bathroom, like everything down. But to be honest with you, you didn't even keep that. If you kept $150 for painting and $70 for carpet cleaning... And two hundred and ninety dollars and ninety cents for the electric bill, one hundred and fifty for painting, seventy dollars for the carpet. All that's left over for cleaning is eighty nine dollars and ten cents. I'm going to order you to return the money that you kept for cleaning because the pictures you do have don't show one hundred and fifty dollars worth of cleaning. You know, it shows something that would take five minutes, basically. So I'm going to order you to return the eighty nine dollars and ten cents. I am not going to double that because I don't find it to be wrongfully withheld in terms of being maliciously withheld. I think it's a shooting match between us over what proof you have and what proof you haven't and how fast you give it to me. So what's going to happen is I'm going to order you to return $89.10, Ms. Lynn. That's your verdict, Ms. Ames and Mr. Alcorn. Good luck. Have a good day. Thank you. Well, the plaintiffs are going to get some money back, but not nearly what they wanted. They wanted $1,200 back. They're going to get $89.10, I think it is. Uh, let's see how they feel about it. Uh, Ms. Ms. Ames, Mr. Alcorn? It's fair. What are you thinking right now? It's, it, it's, it's not fair because the carpets weren't clean when we, we moved in. The walls weren't painted. We tried to leave it the way I was raised. And I should have took more pictures, and maybe that would have helped. Yeah. And she took pictures, but they didn't show them. Their them walls were not well, the walls that yeah. were the place where I was at. So. 
All right. I'm yes. sorry, but that's the judge's decision. I know you won, but at the same right. time, I'm sure you feel like you've lost. 89 bucks. Mm. That's a far cry from 12 it's all right, man. Ms. Lynn, so let me ask you how you feel about the, uh, the judge put you through the mill, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. how about it? Only $89 you got to send back. Yeah, well, you know, I feel bad for the people they're running off of now. And, you know, I'm sure they'll end up taking somebody else back to court. Harvey, what are you thinking? Hey, Doug, we talked about this in the last case. Again, photographs are everything. When you are a landlord or a tenant, take pictures of the unit when the tenant moves in and take pictures when the tenant moves out. That is the whole ball game. I live in Florida and I fell due to a cracked sidewalk. Do I sue the business owner or the city? This person who's asking this question would have to figure out exactly which city they were in because in Florida it's a patchwork of liability. Cities don't want to pay. Homeowners don't want to pay. Well, I mean, lawsuit 101 is to find the party with the deep pocket, right? Yeah, that's so, true too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you, I, I had a case once where a woman tripped coming out of a Starbucks in South Miami. She was a tourist from Europe, and she tripped over a sign stump. She initially sued the shopping mall, uh, which oh, has a really deep pocket. This case. And then right. the shopping mall sued the city and brought them into the And lawsuit. then the city pointed to the shopping mall, right. the shopping mall People pointed to the everybody city. Pointing what happened else? with that case? I think it settled. The, see, that's what happens. When cases settle, judges don't find right. out. You don't really know. It <laughs> doesn't go to its uh, natural end. Right. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, um, if I'm a homeowner and I see something like that on the sidewalk in front of my house, I'm calling the city and I'm telling them about it. And I'm asking putting them, them on notice and putting it in writing. And trying to make a written record of it, yeah. right? To protect yourself. This is the plaintiff, Deverin Anderson. He says the defendant ran a red light when he was on his way home from work, and she careened into him with such force his airbags deployed. His car was totally lost his job due to the accident, and he's suing for the $5,000 he is surely owed. This is the defendant, Angela Hamrick. She says the plaintiff's car was not totaled and was totally drivable after their fender bender. The guy's trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. She certainly doesn't owe him all this money and thinks the judge will agree. She's accused of failing to yield. All parties, please raise your right hand. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Anderson, you are suing Ms. Hamrick and Ms. Barrett for $5,000, $2,500 of it, the value of your car, and another $2,500 lost wages because of a car accident. Tell me what happened. Um, Your Honor, on my way home, February the 7th, I was on my way home from work. I was traveling southbound on Guyer Springs Road. Uh, at this time, uh, I was going through a light uh, on going underneath the Badock, and uh, Miss uh, Hamrick was coming uh, from the uh, freeway going westbound, and she 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 hit the back of me. I I don't know exactly. I didn't see where she exactly was coming from, but she hit the back of me, and uh, it took me a little bit to get out of the car to recognize what it went on and everything. A couple of strangers. Uh, and, you know, bystanders came and helped me out of out of the car. And um, did your um, airbags explode? 
Yes, they did. Okay. Uh, my uh, airbag, my window airbag exploded and my side airbag exploded. Miss Hamrick, I noticed that she was on the other side of the freeway and she had pulled over and that's when the police had showed up and she ended you know, up getting talked. a ticket, correct? Yes, yes, she did. Okay, Ms. Um, what are you, Angela Hamrick, or are you Linda Barrett? I'm Angela Hamrick. Okay, and who is Linda Barrett? My mother. All right, so the car, car is registered to her name. All right, so Ms. Hamrick, why don't you tell me what happened? Um, I was under the bridge, and I was coming. I did not see anybody coming. There wasn't no cars coming. And as soon as I turned and... Which way did you it, turn? It was right there. I turned left to get onto the freeway. Okay. Um, on the service road. And he was coming, the, I guess, this way straight in front of me, I'm assuming. And I don't see how there was any witnesses that said that they was right behind him because there was no other vehicles. There was no vehicles there. And so how turned. did the accident happen? He's coming towards you. You're making a left in front of him? Um. No, I, well, I was making a left, yeah, and then he came out of nowhere. Well, he I came out of somewhere, uh, right? He came he out of somewhere. He was coming forward. Yeah, he was coming towards So he's going straight, and, uh, and you were turning left, and then you hit him. Yeah. When I looked, there was no cars coming, and I, as soon as I turned, he was right there. Uh, that's the truth. <laughs> okay, but so what did you told that to the police, and what did the police say? The police told me the only reason he gave me a ticket is because he had a witness saying that it was my fault, is what the officer said. Okay. If you're turning left and he's oncoming traffic, who has the right of way? Did I get that right, that he she's has, turning left has, and, no, and you're no, oncoming, Mr. Mr. Anderson? I'm oncoming, Your Honor. I'm oncoming. Going, so you're going uh, straight, and then she turns left in front of you. Right. Yeah. She turns but she left. Hits, but no. she hits the back of you. Right. She hits the driver's side. Okay. Driver's side back of me. Right. Okay. So there was there were some witnesses, and the witnesses were not all that favorable to you, correct, Miss Hamrick? Oh no, ma'am. Uh, one of them came up to me. As a matter of fact, a lady came up to me and was telling me, "Oh, she knew it was my fault. She seen it." Da 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 da. I was like, "Okay," and I got back in my car because there was people started showing up everywhere. And as far as when I after I hit him, I pulled over to the side and. He was already out of his car on the phone. Soon as I realized I couldn't open my door, I called my AAA tow service, and then his tow truck got there before mine. Okay. I don't know. It just seemed kind of, I don't know. Kind of what? It just seemed kind of weird. Like, he was, like, it was, I don't know, maybe it was planned. I don't know what. Planned? I don't know. Who plans to have a car accident? No, some people do, I'm sure. No, some people do, I'm sure, too. But do you think this is one of those? When they called and said that his car was totaled, my mom's car was way worse than his car was. And I just couldn't. I drove my car away from there. Ms. Hamrick, I am dying. I I, I am very much looking forward to hearing your your conspiracy theory. So tell me, you feel that this looks planned because he had witnesses there? So do you think the witnesses are plants? Well, the lady that came up to me, she was like, she was behind him. There was nobody behind him. As far as I was, I didn't even see him. I figured he was probably trying to beat the light. And that's why he was coming so fast. He had to be going fast for me to not see him and then him be there. So 
I don't know. It just ain't right. Something ain't right. But what did you think about the fact that there were two independent witnesses that testified that it happened exactly the way you say it happened? And he says it happened. So those two witnesses said, yeah, she hit him. He's going straight. She's making a left and she's she hits oncoming traffic. So what was KG about the witnesses? I guess I'm asking um, because my light was green. I know I'm still supposed to yield to the oncoming traffic. You do, don't you? You do know that, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. I okay. Do know that. Okay. I, I don't know. And then his tow truck was there before mine was. And I called as soon as it happened because my door wouldn't open. And I didn't think I'd be able to drive my mom's car. So but do you think he the had tow the tow truck, truck company on standby so that somebody <laughs> would hit his car and he would Man, have them come I'm out? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you may think it's funny, but I'm telling you. I do. I do think think. it's funny. And and at the end of the day, whose fault is the accident, Ms. Ms. Hamrick? Well, um, I guess it's my fault because I hit him, Mm -hmm. I guess. Well, that's not what makes it your fault. It it doesn't matter who hits who. Everybody always gets hung up on who hit who. That's not how it works. It's who had the right Right. of way. Um, So if, if I hit you, but I had the right of way, that accident's your fault. Whose car is this a picture of? This is yours, right, Mr. Mr. Anderson? Anderson. Yes, Your Honor. Yeah. Is that the car you say shouldn't be a total loss, Ms. Hamrick? Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, it was dark, and they pulled that stuff off of there. That was not like that. So, okay. That was not like that. All right. So, he was looking to be hit by you. He had witnesses there waiting to testify against you. He had a tow truck on standby and he ripped up his car all to have the privilege of suing you to repair the damages. Are you allowed to drive your mother's car anymore? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, No, I'm not. All right. Explain to me your lost wages claim, Mr. Anderson. Well, Your Honor, um, February the 7th, I had just returned back from work from being on a a four-week quarantine from uh, COVID. That night uh, was uh, when uh, Ms. Hamrick hit me, and I have not been able to get back to work. I lost my job because I had no transportation to get uh, back and forth to work. Okay, but Uh, why can't you take a bus or public transportation or rent a car, which costs a lot less than losing $2,500 worth of wages. Why would I award you $2,500 in lost wages? Well, Your Honor, that's how much that I make. Uh, that's how much that I was making every two weeks would add up to be that. But And I understand your, uh, what your point is. But like I said, I was unable to get to work. I worked out of town. I drove to work every day and I was unable to get back and forth to work. Therefore, what proof do you have job. of lost wages? Um, I I don't have that. Okay, so no on the lost wages. That see in court when you come to court, what you are entitled to are the damages as a result of the defendant's negligence, which you've proven. What you're not entitled to are speculative damages. Like in other words, if somebody pays me and their check bounce, so my other 17 checks bounce, and I because I live hand to mouth. I don't get to say, hey, all those other checks you owe me now because they... Be-. No, that's not how it works. It's just the reasonable, foreseeable damages from the accident. It is not foreseeable that you will have double the damages of your car based on not working. But I am going to award zero on loss of wages, and I am going to order the defendant to pay you $2,500 for the car. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Thank you.
So the plaintiff prevails in this case. He only gets half of what he was seeking. He wanted $5,000. He's only getting $2,500. Ms. Hamrick, uh, I know you don't think his car was, was hurt bad enough to be totaled, but it was. So how do you feel? In that picture, it was, but it didn't look like that when we were on the road. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Maybe he can get his car fixed or whatever he's going to do with that. Well, it's been kind of a mess for you. But anyway, you're going to have to give them $2,500 for damages. I guess you got to be more careful now the next time, right? I guess I do. If you get yes, to drive sir. your mom's car again, if she lets you drive it again. <laughs> I'll drive if, mine. If, if <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Mr. Anderson, are you, uh, are you satisfied? Can you fix your car for the $2,500? I sure can. Thank you very much. Okay, very good. Congratulations. You prevail. Thank you. All right, Harvey. Doug, there is something called mitigation of damages in the law. That means that you can't just sit on your hands and let the damages build up and up and up. In this case, what it means is that if you have a job and you need to get to the job and somebody crashes into your car, if you can take public transportation, an Uber, something like that, to mitigate or minimize your damages, you have an obligation to do that. If you don't, you're not going to get the money that you would have otherwise gotten, even if you're in the right. We'll see you next time.